When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the uh, Lori and Julia show. My talk one hundred seven one. Everything entertainment. And I'd like to uh, introduce uh, the new names of our cast of characters based on uh, Project Down and Dirty. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lori Renoir is here with us this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Julia Monet is here. Thank and you. just call me Dolly, D-A-L-I, Dolly Love. <laughs> Dolly <laughs> Love. And this will be our new theme song. Starry, starry night. Just play this <laughs> Paint your palette blue and gray. Well, I love this song. Look out on a summer's day with eyes that know the darkness in my soul. Shadows on the hills. That's right. Project Down and Dirty is art this year. I couldn't be more delighted about this one, Julia. Why? Yes, well, because it's going to be fun. We don't have to throw any pottery around, although we're going to be when I looked at Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze sculpting and sculpting. I thought, why couldn't we sculpt with some fine young potters at MCAD? (laughs) It's so hard to do. I know. Pottery is a difficult one. Very hard. But I love it. I love our uh, all the charities. We've got Art Buddies, which has been around since 1994 and it's kids and schools. And that's I mean, that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. The pressure is not going to be on to perform and so they've they've treated us kindly after the 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 stress of the comedy show the number one thing i want to know is where are we staying well because mcat is over by the institute of arts it's so each going to be making like two pieces of art i think a bronze thing and something else we don't really know they're going to be auctioned off at the end i do know that that, but we don't really know any other details Uh, the pieces of the art puzzle are being put together but i thought we could take some inspiration from the one and only, he had a show for 12 years on PBS. Yes. A character on Euphoria went to a Halloween party, an 18-year-old dressed as this character. Let's so we're going to be hot with the millennials? Well, let's just <laughs> let's just hear the soothing words of Bob Ross. Hi. I'm glad you could join me today. You sort of caught me fiddling around here a little bit. This being the last show of this series, I thought maybe, well, I'll tell you what, i tell you what. I get so many cards and letters from people all over the country saying, Bob, what should I do if I'm in the middle of a painting and I decide I don't like it, or, God forbid, it goes sour? Well, I don't like to start off with something you haven't already done, so let me show you what you can do at home if you're not happy with a painting and if if it's not going just the way you want it. 
You know, over and over again, I say, we don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. He just so oh, today, it's a happy let's accident. have a happy accident and see what we can make out of it. There you go. No there mistakes. You go. Happy accident. Happy accident. There you go. We can take it from Bob Ross, Julia. Remember, I, t- I started my watercolor project and I have done two tulips. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. I this is so. We, we are not artists, though. This is going to be something new for us. For yourself. When I feel you- very creative. The uh-huh. juices are flowing uh-huh. all the time. Now, does it come out of my fingertips? No. Well. It's out of my mouth. <laughs> I know. Well, we are not. I mean, I have never seen you right, I create know. on... Right. You've never you seen know. me knit. You've never seen me I've paint. Never seen You've you never seen, seen me craft. So Shopping any- is about the Creative. Well, and you're creative with makeup, so yeah. I mean, you know how to do that. And Donnie, anyway, yeah, but I thought yeah, those I were inspirational words from. There's no, no mistakes. No mistakes. Yeah, just happy accidents right. that will come along the way. So, and then our friend Neil, the knitter, the flight attendant, we love Neil. He always sends me these funny things of where he is, like. One time he was on Doris Day Lane somewhere, mm-hmm. and you know, today he sends me a thing from Feniel. Feniel Hall. Feniel Hall. Isn't it all in, the, the, in Boston? Yeah. The mark, the food yes. marketplace. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I. He now he had no idea we were doing an art project, so he sends me a picture of the founding father of our country, painted on a big thing in Feniel Hall. It is. In his breeches and his nice jacket. And he goes, the father of our country is sporting a moose knuckle here at <laughs> Fennial Hall. Yeah. And I'm like, what are the chances he would send that on the art morning? A masterpiece. Morning? Yeah. The, a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I tweeted that out. No no offense, uh, so President Washington. So my talk masterpiece. I yep. wonder, are people excited about this? I mean... What has been the well, Alexis is over the moon because well, she's, you know, Mrs. Crafts. Well, yeah, but, you know, d- d- don't get ahead of yourself, Alexis, just because you can do stuff with yarn and a glue gun. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh she's oh. much more than that, Lori. <laughs> I know. She is I, much more than a glue gun. I and know. A glue gun. I know. But, well, I mean, this is... <laughs> when you have the opportunity to just say something to get a little, you know, zhuzh going. I know. Well, what do you think? Do you think Jason feels excited about this one well jason as a rule cannot allow himself to feel fun <laughs> over project down and dirty he's made a thing of it about how much he hates it now he's talked himself into it you think so oh I, yeah i feel like he liked the last two years he likes the after the after hours he um, liked improv Oh yeah, he yeah, did. He, he did. did. He, he was so he excited really up front about that. He was so and he excited. Liked the zoo. Yeah, but I mean, what are we going to go through? Everyone that he likes overall. <laughs> overall, we don't have time for this. Yeah, we don't have time. What's for the name that. of this show? What is that? The yeah, morning show. Yeah, that. What the about the show, show before ours? How are those guys feeling? I have no idea. I, I was busy uh, watching a lot of stuff for our show today <laughs> and figuring out what we're going to doing. But I think people are excited about it because uh, the charities are all. You know, art always. Uh, you know, it's the, the gets, Running always gets cut, cut around the first, so yes. love that. I think you know. I think people are excited because it's going to be maybe closer to like our restaurant project down in Dirty, which wasn't as much work as the performing. Remember, we get a year off. They make they they they're mean and that. they perform, and then we get a soft thing. So uh, your whole thing that you were trying to flame through this whole radio station get everyone thinking it was halloween and i think halloween the musical i'm like i didn't get how that made raised money how the charity ain't you know right it didn't make any sense so i just was happy to let you speculate because i know you were trying to not long though i know 
long. I will not have you doing that much <laughs> sucking up to be Arthur I really on wasn't. air. Okay, <laughs> you save your sucking up for off air, Missy. <laughs> when we need it, that's when right. When we need more vacation, right. um, the thing- anyway. So I'm excited and I'm glad to the people who got and it all put together. And like I'm- the second to last week of October. Yeah, like the October 22nd, we yep. check in after our show. Yep. Right. And uh, you know, I'm well. Ta-da! Will happen on Friday. <laughs> I know. I think there will be like a gallery. It's a cocktail party and then the oh, auction. It's so fun. Yes. And we're going to have real artists with Helping us. Helping us. We are. Let them be yeah. hot. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all of them. All right, wait a minute. Yeah. Let, okay. Now, Brooke <laughs> and the promotions team yeah. and BR, now do you understand the request here? Yeah. Let them all be hot. All the men's, all the women's, let them all be hot. Laura, you really want to have the ghost pottery scene. I just, no, I, I'm kind of excited about this because we don't, we it, appreciate, I mean, I appreciate art, art so much. Love it, love it, love it. I, I love going to museums. I love all and of And you're it. just not worried about how creative you're going to be. Julia, because there are no mistakes. That's okay. There are no mistakes. Just mis- happy accidents. accidents. So when we're auctioning off our piece, if it's just... Something that oh, it's going to be. I'm this sure this is the happiest accident ever, ever. And will and this you, could be in your home? Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and they're not going to let us, you know, make something crappy. You know, they're going to. Well. <laughs> no, Donnie. No, sometimes I, mistakes yeah, you know, can only go I have so real far. faith it's in the eye of the beholder. What's but crappy? But it's the or MCAD not. people are that's going it. to be helping us. Yes, that's true. Make something that we can feel proud of. <laughs> we can take a picture of it. Post it on Facebook for our families to see, and it'll be our one Van Gogh moment of our life. Yep. I, I'm I'm thrilled. Okay, yeah, because I feel complete ease. I'm already thinking of things that we could, you know, incorporate into the art pieces, into our, our bronze statue, into our show, and into mm-hmm. our jade okay. for life that week. So, all right, well, yeah. Okay. I've got. A, I, I'm glad because I'm last year with you creativity. Were, well, you were panicked last year when you found out what we were doing. Yeah, so sad. You were the panicked. Opposite of mm. now. Could the complete opposite. <laughs> Look at what a year does. Oh, yeah. Happy mistakes are happening. Happy accidents are happening everywhere. Mm. So that's. I I do think you've cheered me. My girlfriend called me too because I had initial reaction like, hmm, we're not. Gonna but everybody, I can paint anything. I can paint a wall any Julia, color. We're all artists. We're simmering under the surface of volcanic creativity oh, and lovely. bubbles of... Somebody's shoveling it now. <laughs> lovely, of lovely love. And pour me some okay. pottery. All right. I've got to throw a vase right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to go. I know. I'm, ex- I'm excited, though. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Uh, quick uh, mention, guys, before we move on, since we're hearing Kelly Clarkson, yeah. uh, you can, I'm sure, get it from On Demand or something. But today was the day that Marjorie Johnson was on the Kelly Clarkson I show. I know, day four, and Kelly yeah, kicked okay. it off with uh, her her cover song was Think, Aretha. Oh, nice. Okay. We tape it, at, we tape it every people. day. We do. All right. So yeah. There you go. Okay, so uh, J-Lo has been all over New York City this week yes, on various has. talk shows because Hustler opened, Hustlers opens tomorrow nationwide and who's a better ambassador for the movie than jennifer lopez uh she produced it she starred in it uh, she cast it to get it made getting very strong reviews and she's been getting the strongest david sims wrote at the atlantic yesterday that jennifer lopez is utterly 
mesmerizing <gasps> in her role, and she's so good in it. He pondered. She makes it seem fun and effortless, whereas like people who say their acting's an ordeal, and he used the the reference of Leonardo DiCaprio acting cold and afraid across from the digital bear. And he's like, this performance is like as strong as that, but she in her, she it's, she's so bubbly. She doesn't, she's real. She's very real. She's not going to make it Mm -hmm. be, you know, do you reward the people who turn working hard into their own performance or do you make working hard look like an ordeal? I don't know. That was just sort of his thing, but she was on Seth Meyers last night and she's been on everything she has and she her clothing makeup a game she's life goals i mean she, she can do it all yeah she and, really is in our head she's our friend she's Both beyond yeah beyond so here she is uh, seth meyers last night talking about the unexpected things she had to find out about pole dancing okay there is a uh, a pole dance that you do yes. in this film i want to say this <laughs> it seemed like there was a great amount of training that went into it <laughs> There was. Yeah. There was a great amount of training. Um, you know, when I first started doing it, it, first of all, it's super difficult. You have no idea. And you have to do it in, like, really these shoes. Yeah. The stripper shoes. And you have to do it. Like, I, I came into the first rehearsal, and I had, like, sweatpants on and a sweatshirt. I'm like, okay, we're going to pole dance. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this is a skill I'm going to have after this. And then she's like, first of all, take off your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what she was like no you have to, like your skin yeah. is what sticks to the pole that mm-hmm. makes you hold on and so she was like yeah just like a bra and panties we might as well get used to it now i was like <laughs> are you kidding me you make it look easy but it also you can tell it's very hard it's difficult uh and also you if, mentioned- you, if you go to my youtube channel you can see very awkward moments of me learning the pole okay yeah I- I, in fact more awkward than i would have liked <laughs> Well, well, he said, well, thank you for having everyone go to YouTube channel and stop yes, watching this that's show right, right now. That's, that's funny. Um, and then uh, let's just keep playing it, Donnie. All right. I mean, I, I, was, this late in your career, do you get intimidated to have to go out and do it in okay. such little amount right. of clothes? So I'm an actress, I've been an actress for a long time. I've done a lot of movies and, you know, I don't get nervous on the set. I don't. You know, I'm like, this is my environment. This is where I'm in my comfort zone or whatever. But, and I learned the dance and I was ready to go and it's like, okay, five minutes, we're Yes, yes, let me put on my dental floss that I'm going to wear in the scene. <laughs> and I put it on, and I'm walking to the stage, and as I walk in, it was like, you know, it's a thing like this, and it was 300 extras or something, and I was like, what am I doing with my life right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I think this is easy? And I literally turned to my producing partner, Elaine, um, who produced the film with me, and she was like, uh, you good? And I was like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm nervous right now. And she was like, puzzled. She, was like, she never hears that come out of my mouth. That's what Gianna said. She was like, you are? She was like, I said, yeah, I am. And she goes, you got this. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I, yeah, no, I got this. But I'm just saying, you know, like, I'm nervous. <laughs> it would be, that would be unbelievable. And she said it gave me, a, a, like, an idea of, like, to have all these hungry eyes at you. Oh. Even though it's the set and all of that. Here you are in this. Nothing. No. Not much. As she called it dental floss. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's play the next one, Donnie. It was funny, the psychology of it, the whole thing of getting up there. I felt like it must have felt for somebody to get up there for the first time and do that. And then I had to, by the end of it, I felt like as if I had been doing it for years. There was an empowerment to it. I could understand kind of the, the thought process of, the, you know, people like throwing money and grabbing it. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to take all your money. <laughs> I, should also I got into it maybe a little too much. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got this. <laughs> they yes. had to come to your trailer at the end to be like, hey, we need that we money need that. back, that was, actually. That was, that was that, that's money. prop yeah. money. We need that for next, next week. Yeah. I mean, she's just effortless even in how she's doing, you know, the selling of this movie. Um, and then he obviously saw, I don't know if he saw the whole movie, because I don't think this was in the trailer, but he says, yo, you, you danced to kind of an interesting song. Right. I should also point out, I never thought I needed this in my life, but watching <laughs> Jennifer Lopez do a pole dance to Fiona Apple, oh, man. The, that was, I was like, well, this is just everything I, I could have no, ever asked for. I, I, mean, I mean, here's the thing. We were thinking about, like, what song to use, and I thought, oh, what about Wicked Game? Because the whole thing is kind of like a game, yes. you know, and the whole movie, once you see it, it has a lot of layers to it. It's, it's pretty cool. And uh, I was like, what about Wicked Game for her entrance? And the director, Lorene, uh, in her genius said, uh, what about Criminal? Yeah. From Fiona Apple. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I like it. And uh, it was it was great. It was great. Oh, that would have been good, the Wicked Game, Wicked the Games, Chris, Chris Isaac. Isaac. That's yeah. such a sexy song. This anyway. is Criminal. Do you know this song? Let's hear it. Waiting, 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 waiting. I mean, it's kind of sassy. Sexy, yeah. Yeah. You just see her on the pole. We know this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay, well, let's get to the last one where she recaps what the movie is about. Okay. This is a true story based on a 2008 New York Magazine article. Uh, Uh Can you just lay out for us a little bit what it's based on? It's based on these strippers after the crash. So everything was great until the crash. Everybody's making money. All the Wall Street guys are going into the strip clubs. The strippers are making tons of money. The guys are making tons of money. Then the stock market crashed. The greed led to that, obviously. And uh, they had to get kind of resourceful. And my character, Ramona, uh, is kind of the ringleader and the entrepreneur of the group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she decides, you know, uh, figures out a way to get the money quicker. I won't give away too much, but that's but it is based on a true story, a true article that was written in New York magazine. So, okay. the, so and we have heard that before, but I guess, you know, they're expecting the movie to open 20 to 25 million it was made for twenty million. If it goes to twenty five, it would be J Lo's biggest movie opening she's ever had. Really? And mm-hmm. if the audience reviews are good, 
she is going to have to hire an Oscar campaign strategist because that's an actual job. That's well, a of real course deal. It is. We know that. I, I am excited. And if she for her. gets the halftime show at the Super Bowl, I, I'm just saying because uh, she's not avoiding that. She's not telling people they can't ask her about no, it because there's, you know. Uh, anyway, so she, the Super Bowl is on February 2nd. One week later, it's the Oscars because it's early. Oscar voting ends two days after the Super Bowl. If she's nominated for an Oscar and is really doing the Super Bowl, that's an Oscar gift of a lifetime, people. She literally, though, is such a hard worker. Oh, you know, nothing bad goes in her mouth. Nothing. She doesn't drink anything bad. She's 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 just fun. And she is. And she works it. She does. Donnie posted a photo of her at a red carpet. Thing that Alexander Wang for had for his fashion line. Oh my god, her, her. I just want to, like you said, live in her closet for a while. Oh, her closet is amazing. All right, everybody thinks we're hanging out with us today. I was at bowling last night, Julia. Oh, being a visitor, being a visitor, uh, being a blonde, not realizing that two team members were gone. So JJ and I could have sat with the team and talked dirty talk, but we sat, sat up above like the spectators that we were and felt sad that we weren't bowling. But uh, my bowling alley, where I like my league, we lost seven teams. Are people aging? Not shouldering out? No, not shouldering out. Uh, some people maybe have kids, the dry, you know, I mean, we've never had that many teams. So if anyone's looking to be in a fun mixed bowling league on Wednesday nights, where can they go? Tuddles is the lane. Where is the it? Seven Lori? o'clock league in Hopkins it's on Wednesday Hopkins. night. Okay. Just, we could use some more teams. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was, it was fun. Bittersweet though, not to be bowling. Well, right. Cause who's going to give the cards, the titles? And well, everything. I'm going to take off my shoes and sit with the team so I can talk dirty. You know? I mean, where are you who's talking get that dirty done? on the lane if I'm not there? Lori, it frightens me, and maybe the people are happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> yes, it's so true. Okay, so uh, uh, Donnie posted in honor of our art thing today, but yeah. we didn't know that Demi Moore would also be coming out on the cover of the October issue of Bazaar. So Donnie posted, yeah, posted the ghost scene in honor. I know we're not going to be sculpting, but looking at her and Demi Moore throwing the clay. Mm. It was Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Not, yeah. And there was yeah. another woman. Yeah. There was another woman with her. But Lori, that scene was everything, uh, I remember. And Demi Moore was, I mean, she was, I mean, this was at the top of her game. You know, uh, don't you think? When well, Ghost came out? She, yeah, Ghost, I mean... 1990, then Indecent and Proposal was 93. 1996, she was the highest paid actress in Hollywood with striptease. And then she took some time off and came back Charlie's Angel full throttle. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Where's G.I. Jane in that group? Yeah, we're we're forgetting about that one. That was not so good. (laughs) But her book... So anyway, so she's on the cover of uh, Harper's Bazaar and she is... Naked for the first time. And you know where that was taken? At the Getty Villa in Malibu. It's right at the original Getty, where all the art was. Right. It used to be in this villa. It's where they filmed that iconic Chanel commercial where the woman dives in the pool, swims all the way to the end. Oh, yeah, I know. It's uh-huh. on a bluff yeah. of, of Malibu right off of Sunset Boulevard. And then they built the big thing. But the Getty Villa is still there. And I guess they do photo shoots there. But all they have at the Getty Villa, which is still worth going to, 
is mostly you went there. yeah, mostly Roman and art statuary right? and you know, plaster figure, you know, right. all that whatever they make out of all that stuff. But it's seen the grounds and seen this pool and beautiful. It's a real yes. insta picture moment. But that's where she's posing and she's in a big huge hat. Fuchsia. Fuchsia looking just like uh, like a snack. Thirty years ago, she posed when she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, without any fair. Yeah, and so she looks amazing. And then, like five years later, she got was her boobs again. don't sag if you've noticed that. Or, well, or her arm is holding it up. Well, but that's an unusual look for a fifty-six-year-old woman. Not to, she, she's got implants. Oh, yeah, they, she's got implants. Yeah. They go straight out. Yeah. That's, that's an unusual thing that I noticed from looking yeah, at this. Yeah, she's had three kids. She probably had an implant, but she got painted, painted in body and gold then on Vanity Fair like five years later. Right. She was naked, but painted. Right. So her book comes out September 24th. It's called Inside Out. And remember when we heard about this, uh, we she, asked Tiny to book her. <laughs> yeah, well, we did do that, but uh, it was like, no, uh, not taking it. But it goes, it comes out September 24th, and she is doing an interview with Harper's Bazaar, and Lena Dunham is doing the Q&A with her. Yep, interviewing about, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. about all everything. She, let me tell you, she's being very, she is. very honest. Uh, she said about her 1991 Vanity Fair cover when she... Wasn't she pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. She said, Thank I know people remember the photo, but I'm glad they don't remember the article. And she writes in her memoir that her turbulent marriage to Ashton Kutcher included a miscarriage while they were dating. Oh. Okay. And she was six months <gasps> along with a girl named Chaplin Ray. I did not know that. Six months. Wow. Six months. So sad. And she married him two years later. She blamed herself, she writes in the book, for the miscarriage. And she began drinking again after After previous substance abuse issues. She tried fertility treatment after she and Ashton got married in hopes of getting pregnant. But she was drinking on the side, using Vicodin on the side. Wow. So... Sounds like maybe she's going to take accountability there. She acknowledges that, yes, Ashton cheated on her. Remember the Us Weekly, the the, the San Diego, the hot tub girls? The hot tub girls. So she verifies all of that. And And, and she also says about her marriage to Ashton was that it was like a do-over. Like I could just go back in time and experience what it was like to be young with him. So much more than she'd ever been able to experience when she was actually in her 20s. Cause she had worked to, all the time. Right, but she grew up really fast. She was raised by kind of... Um, uh, hippies. Yeah, hippies. Her dad... Did they move around a yes, lot? Yes, and she said um, as a this. child, very uh, hippie parents dysfunctional, and as a child she had to pull out pills from her mother's month's mouth um, before she had overdosed. Whoa. She remember her dad plied open her okay, mother's just, mouth. Just the fact yeah. that a little kid has to take pills out of, out of mom's their mom's mouth, mouth is and something she said that's going to... something deep inside her when her dad was holding the mouth open shifted and she said, my childhood was over and quickly after that. Remember she got married really young. That's why she's mm-hmm. Demi Moore. Her last name wasn't Moore. Yeah, right. Teddy Moore, the musician. Yep. She got married young. She was her Eight, voice. 18 on mm-hmm. GH. Well, getting back to what she says yep. about Ashton, it was going back in time experience. So it was like to be, to be young. 
a lot of people who do that do that for that exact reason. Marry a, guy, a younger person. The typical thing is leave your partner for somebody younger. Right. Trade in the younger model because you're going through your midlife crisis. So you want to feel young again. Mm-hmm. And Typically, we see it more, the stereotype was with a man, just as his wood is getting soft, he finds a younger woman who it feels harder to him because she's younger and she's strange. Not like the ladies been with for a long time mm-hmm. you know what do you mean strange she's different it's, it's different. called this you know strange. it's a colloquialism i don't want oh, to get walk right. you two down the wow. dirty lane of all my words no, wow. i'd rather you didn't yeah <laughs> that's a new you one never today. heard that the strange uh, no wanting want some strange never no. in my life no. what come no. on you Sorry. two no start reading dirty <laughs> stories again you two <laughs> anyway but i i i i mean sh- this is very forthcoming for her. Like, it sounds like she's going to. And then the nice thing about it is that she's 56 now. She's gone through stuff, went through treatment again. It's She acknowledges that the reason. Remember when she had the seizure in Beverly, Beverly Hills and her daughter called 911? Yes. And they tried to say it was, it was something else. It was a certain type of pot that was like a herb um, seasoning or plant. They called what it, was sativa, it sativa, which is yeah. what uh, oh, Miley, Miley called it too before the rest of America yeah. caught on to that there were all these strains right, of cannabis. Right. But she also says she was uh, huffing nitrous oxide. Oh, that's right. I didn't think we knew that mm-hmm. part I've, of it. We heard that like she was doing whippets. Yes. This makes it sound like she had like the laughing gas. You know, with the equal car. parts oxygen, equal parts the tube of nitrous oxide right at her house. Demi Moore doesn't need to do whippets. No, she doesn't. But remember, she was hanging out with her daughter and doing yeah. drugs. Yeah. Remember the leeches? Oh, the beauty well, treatments. Well, I still think there's yeah. something. You hear that a lot, though, that people do everything with leeches. Julia, mm. in old books where the king of England <laughs> no. is getting no. treatments, ah, you know, and they put, oh, your leg is festering, my lord, let me get out the leeches. And yeah, then they come the in with, then the guys come in with their big bird masks on <laughs> so they wouldn't breathe in and then they slap the, th- no, oh, Julia, it's right. been a real, I know modern medicine <laughs> does use them. I know hospitals have leeches. There are purposes medically yeah, so for they, them. They eat the dead skin and, yeah, yeah stuff like that but it's not you, yeah. like you're trying to it's a massive uh, way to exfoliate <laughs> oh it's a mad let me just uh-huh. i'm glad dr crutchfield doesn't use any damn leeches <laughs> this book is going to be good we need at least a copy of it because i think we it's going to be Donnie. okay i, I think it's going it to be really good she um, also talks here's a little thing yeah uh, we're talking about demi more if you're just joining us her her um Inside Out, her memoir is coming out September 24th. Yeah, and I guess her next project is going to be um, with Ed Helms, and it's called Corporate Animals. It's a TV Ooh. show or Ed something, Hulk. I think. Yeah, so that's Ooh. the guy from The Hangover. But she t- shares with Lena Dunham that this is in her book. She said that when it's she was... It's a movie. It's a movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope it's going to be good. Well, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, that's not a good uh-uh. sign. Uh, she said when she was a teenager, she was the neighbor of film star Natasha Kinski in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, Natasha Kinski. Natasha. Huh? <laughs> Natasha. Natasha? Natasha? 
I think it's Natasha, isn't it? it yeah, but you've been uh, saying Natasha. Natasha? You know, Natasha. she's Natasha's Kinsky. sister. <laughs> Natasha. She's Kinsky. getting it mixed up with her Russian name. Right. Natasha. Right. 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 What she was in Cat People. I remember that no, weird yes. movie? No, I remember yes. Tess. Posed with the, the big bills. snake. Yeah, yes. Tess of yeah, yeah. Tess. Tess. She was good in that. Yes, yes. With, posed yeah. with that big snake. Anyway, she just said, I loved how she just. She just was herself, and even though I didn't know what that was, she just, to me, she just seemed like this liberated, free woman. She was probably, you know, older than Demi Moore, and I thought, okay, if... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She can fit she can fit in Hollywood here. I'm going to Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to be okay cuz it was kind of overwhelming cuz when she got on General Hospital, it was like who is this Jackie Templeton between her and uh, Blackie, John Stamos. Oh, and then They both came that came on that show at the same time. I sort of remember. Well, then she was a backpacker and then about last night which was everything. Oh. San Elmo's fire. Yeah. But I didn't. That movie's not. I, that didn't. No, but, but about last it. night, I thought was everything. That was a sexy movie in Chicago. It was so good. It, it, really, that, I was, mean, a that good, was a good early eighties movie, it was. like Body Heat, where they yeah. showed a lot. We saw a lot like that kind or of nineties, huh? Or nineties, um, whatever yeah. it was. But I mean, it was kind of racy. Anyway, she looks like a million bucks. She and, does. Uh, you know, it sounds like she's going to share. You know, yeah. so that's that's and they, gee, that I, I just think we were so right about that. The ultimately, the thing that would break those two up would be the age? age difference, yeah. and that he wanted to have kids. You know that he, he and he was young enough because he was twenty four and she was thirty seven or thirty. Yeah, I was thinking twenty three and thirty six, but whatever. Yeah, uh, just sixteen years or something. It felt like. It was a big one, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be something very good to look forward to. I will read that book for us, Julia. Okay. And then if you want to read it, I'll certainly pass it along to you uh-huh. with my highlighted uh, sticky notes so you don't have to read it. But you got to check out the picture on the Lori and Julia show page yeah. because it really is. She looks amazing. amazing. And then I just want to know how breasts All right. Listen, we got to go. Like we got to call England. We have an yes. author waiting for us. Ruth Ware, the author of... Uh, so many great books, and her latest book is Turn of the Keith. It's her fifth novel. We'll be right back. We chat with Ruth Ware. We want to remind everybody that our book club sponsor is Winding Trail Books, located in Milton Square in St. Anthony Park. Buy local. You can. They even will ship it to you local. <laughs> All right, Ruth. Hello. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me on again. Oh, oh Ruth, we're gosh, we had you we had you on for uh in a dark, dark wood, your very first book and then I know. and then the Woman, Woman in Cabin Ten and then your next two books. You were too busy yeah. on your book tour, but we're so relieved that on the fifth book, which congratulations and you've written another stunning one, that we have you back on and we just oh my gosh, the turn of the key had us at the turn of the first page. Oh, thank you. It was really fun to write, I have to say. <laughs> it taps into a lot of our things that we freak out with the smart home era. So why don't you tell everybody the setup of the book? 
Sure. Well, so as you can probably tell, it's sort of loosely inspired by Henry James's Return of the Screw, although it's not a rewrite. But it begins in prison with um, a nanny who has been jailed for the death of one of the children in her care. Um, and she's on remand, so she hasn't been convicted. But she's writing to a lawyer, begging him to represent her. And she's explaining how she ended up in this situation. And she responded to this kind of too-good-to-be-true advert for an amazing post with this picture-perfect family. So she goes up to this interview and she finds this incredible smart home it's fitted out with all mod cons it's got cameras in every room it's got speakers it's got a fridge that talks to you (laughs) and she's completely smitten by this house so she takes the post and then discovers that maybe this perfect house and this perfect family aren't quite so perfect after all oh my god i mean how in the world did you get this idea i don't know i mean Books always come from this kind of swirling, primordial soup of sort of different inspirations from everywhere, and it all sort of mulches together in the back of my brain until somehow a book comes out the front of it. Oh but I gosh. think one influence for sure was definitely that while I was writing it, there were a lot of articles in the press about this growing phenomenon of smart home abuse, mm-hmm. where like one partner has um, typically it's one partner who's really tech savvy. And so they set up all the devices in the home. They have all the passwords. They have the apps on their phone. They understand how the system works. And the other partner just kind of goes along with it because, you know, it makes life safer. It's more secure. Everybody likes having cameras. You know, you can program your lights from your phone. It's all great. Um, And then if the relationship hits the rocks, they suddenly find that these devices can be used to control instead of, you know, for for security and they can become the victims of these things instead. Um, So this was super scary to me, the idea of, you know, becoming a prisoner in your own home. And it just seemed like a great way of exploring a kind of ghostly tale where the ghosts weren't necessarily supernatural but might be something a bit more technological right well, it, 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 it does scare us i mean and it does but she's living in you know this home that she goes through you give all this wonderful architectural detail mm-hmm. about this estate you know which really dazzles her as you know what i've got to get this buy. interview yeah mm-hmm. and um and then juxtapositioned with you know the modern things that they've put in and then and the very back of the house, the Poison Garden, which I just found out there's a real Poison Garden in London. Yeah, there are quite a few poison gardens. They've be, they've become a bit of a, a kind of, um, I guess, a sort of tourist attraction. But for anyone listening who doesn't know what a poison garden is, it's basically a, a walled garden where all of the plants are deadly poisonous to some degree and what's really scary about them is you go around them and they're you know they're always locked and they have a sign saying you know please supervise children and be really careful and respect the plants because you know they're really toxic but as you're going around these places what you realize is that 99 percent of these plants are just the regular old plants that we all have in the garden you know they're they're laurels they're yews they're foxgloves they're laburnums they're just plants that we have every day and we don't particularly respect them when they're in our borders and you suddenly realize that we are really casual about this stuff and that whatever kind of you know we dream up as humans to do to each other the natural world can do it so much better oh that that's interesting that they're just your everyday plants and you don't think about it one of the things you know the book starts out we already know some basic things we already know that you know 
um, I'm tr- what the heck is her name? The character, the main character, who's already she's in prison. She's writing. Rowan. T- oh yeah, Rowan. Rowan. So Rowan. She's yeah, writing yeah. already to find a new attorney. Her case is complicated, but it's all one sided. You know the yeah. the whole story is one sided. We because no one writes her back. No one writes her back. The story keeps unfolding. I I like and it. Yeah. People told through her letters to to the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a decision that you just wanted to tell it? Did you ever think about having the solicitor be part of the story, or was that just kind of the way this well, was all going? I never really considered having his side of things. I think partly for two reasons. Partly because like. I write psychological thrillers and we're really interested in the unreliable narrator in that genre and there's a lot of different ways of doing it and people come up with some really fun ways but usually the unreliable narrator is kind of unreliable in a way that you don't know. It keeps you know, us keeping on our toes. Yeah, it does. Exactly, exactly. And I was really interested in the idea of writing a narrator who was unreliable but in a way that was really upfront because you know, we all have our own agenda. We all try to make ourselves look a little bit better when we're telling a story or mm-hmm. an anecdote. You know, we kind of put our own spin on it and yep. we try and, you know, we put ourselves in the best possible light, even when we don't mean to. And I was quite interested in the idea of doing something where the narrator had a really clear agenda, but you knew what it was. So you know from page one that she is trying to persuade this guy that she's innocent and that she is going to be telling him the truth, but the truth in a way that makes her out to be, you know, the the sort of the innocent party in all of this. So partly I kind of wanted to keep it really one-sided because I wanted you to only ever hear her perspective and to be kind of a little bit unsure about how reliable that was. And you're um, right that that's something that we kind of are getting a lot of in I our love thrillers. That part. I love that. If you're that. just joining us, we're with Ruth Ware. Her latest book is Turn of the Key. And Ruth, you know, we you started out with such a big bang with In the Dark Dark Woods and then The Woman in Cabin 10. Have these been have these been optioned? Are they made into movies or are we going to see anything soon? Most of my books are under option, but yeah. none of them have reached the screen yet. Yeah. So Damn it, we're going to root for you. We don't have much time with you left, Ruth. What's the last great book that you've read? Oh, my goodness. I should have thought up an answer for this. Um, one that's really stuck in my mind is Our House by Louise Candlish, which has an amazing twist on the final page. And it didn't inspire the twist at the end of this, but... I kind of I was so in awe of what she did and the way she turned the whole story on its head on the very last page. I kind of I guess tried to do something a little bit similar with well, this. Well, I, I don't know if I succeeded. Yeah, but. you're Ms. Twisty oh, yourself yeah. and your story story writing and you're it's just so wonderful to talk to you again. We love your books, The Turn of the Key. I highly recommend. I'm sure somebody has already scooped that up. But which <laughs> book would you like to see first on screen of all your books? Oh, that's like asking me which I know, child, child I prefer. Okay, you know what? I, would lo- I think I would love to see In a Dark Dark Wood most just because it was my first book and it's my baby and I would... And it's you know, a it hand party. So it's a hand yeah. party. Gone, yeah. gone terribly, yes. terribly wrong. Ruth, we adore you. Thank you for talking to us today. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yep, thank the book you. is The Turn of the Key. We've got a couple available, 651-641-1071, and you can um, catch this because we will post this all on demand.